Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, of course, we allowed them to do the majority of it. But now that they've been turned off, how about we do what she said? Somebody shout. Hallelujah. With the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have them flash that graphic back up on the screen real quick. Every year we say this. We say Happy New Year. And there's no guarantee that the new year will be happy. But we say it anyway, because it's customary to do it. No need in saying bad new year, so you might as well say happy new year. But what it reminds me of, and you, you can take the graphic back off the screen, what it reminds me of is years ago when people didn't have the credit cards that we have now, didn't have the cash as we have now, didn't have the money we have now, we had something called layaway. Where if you couldn't get what you want right now, you would go ahead and put some money on it so that you could get it later. Well, when you praise God at the end of one year, what you're doing, you're putting layaway for the next year. I can't guarantee it's going to be great, but one thing I'm not going to do is leave one year crying. If I'm going to leave one year, I'm going to leave one year praising God. So I'm going to put a praise on it. I'm going to put a hallelujah on it. I'm going to put a thank you, Jesus, on it. Just in case. Because life is getting rougher and rougher by the day. And if you don't know God and if you don't know how to praise God, it's not going to be easy in the next year. So what we do every every year at the close of one year, we go ahead and praise God anyhow. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give us about 30 more seconds to go ahead and praise God however you want to praise God. Just like you putting a happy new year on layaway. So go ahead and give God some more praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I praise you. God, I thank you. God, I lift you up. There's nobody like you, God. Nobody compares to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That felt, that felt good. That felt good. Hallelujah. Praising the Lord. Praising the Lord for what is to come. Not only are we praising Him for what is to come, we're thanking him that we got 365 this time. And I'm praising him that I'm going to get 365 next time. I'm hoping that everybody sitting here right now is going to make it to the same point next year. And you still make it through. If God brought you to it, God can bring you through. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. I was glad when they said unto me, let us come into the house of the Lord. I am so excited to be here today. I'm so excited to see each and every one of you. 
I have tried my best this year to make it known that I am so glad that you chose to come to this place. Y'all know what I say. There's a church in Muncie on every corner that you could have stopped at, but tonight you stopped here. And we don't believe that's by coincidence. We don't believe that's by happenstance. We believe God wanted you to be here to hear the word of God and to bring praise to his name. Amen. 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 So I just want to tell you a little bit about my year. We've had some ups and we've had some downs. Can somebody agree with me on that? But through that and through the things that we have been through and through the things that we have gone through, there were certain instances and certain places and certain times where all I could say was, but God. So there's instances in my life where I say, God, like we've seen on the video, you have to turn this around. You're the only person that can do it. You're the only person that I can put my faith and trust in. So God, I'm counting on you to turn this thing around. And how many know that he turns it around in the midnight hour? He turns it around after we have given up and said and done everything we can. He turns it around when our bank accounts are empty. He turns it around when our gas tanks on our E. He turns it around when we are unfaithful or ungrateful or unmerciful to others. He still manages to turn it around. So in 2023, there are some things in my life that I've set before God. And I've told God, God, you turn it around. God, I'm leaving it there. I'm setting it down. There's nothing more that I can do. I've tried. And there's nothing more than I, that I can do. So God, I need you to turn it around. And in that turning it around, God, make me new. Because there's something in me that, that I need to tweak, and I know that only you can do it. So in those instances, we I plead and I ask God, but God, but you. But uh, we, Andre said we lost two friends this morning. And that had us a little down, and we know that God is the creator and the former of everything. But how many know we are human? And we have human emotions that he has blessed us with. We're not robots. So he intended for us to be sometimes sad. And he intended for us to use our emotions. And we as women, he intended for us to have those things. So I thank God that through it all and through this year, I'm able to stay and to stand and to be here and to be healthy and to be happy and to have my kids and to know that they love me and I love them. No matter what they got for Christmas, that it still stands that we are in love and we love each other. And that's why I thank and praise God for our mates. We couldn't do this without you. Amen. So give yourselves a hand. And I, I think that's what I'm writing on this year. I'm writing on God to turn it around, but I'm also writing that I serve somebody who's faithful. I serve somebody who's just. I serve somebody who's full of grace when I'm not full of grace. A lot of times we are talking and we're saying, you know, so-and-so should have did this and they could have did that. Why don't we just offer them a little grace? Can you do that for me this year? Can you offer that person a little mercy, a little grace, a little sunshine? Can you just do that with me? As a body, I want you all to stand. And God, as we stand, Father, and we hold our hands up to you, and we thank you, God, for everything I said and everything that you brought to us. Father, we ask you to take us through this new year, Father. Father, we ask you to love on us, Father. We ask you to give us the grace and the mercy that we need, Father. We ask that as we confess before you and as we hold our hands to you and as we lay our things on the altar, Father, before we pray this new year out and before we hear a message from our pastor, Father, we're asking to lean on you, Father. God, we're asking, God, that you humble us, Father. God, we're asking that you bring that sunshine that you always do, Father. We ask that you save our children, Father. Save our loved ones, Father. Save those, God, who may not know you, Father. 
but want to know you. God, we know that your arms are stretched out before us. And God, we ask you to allow them to walk in tonight, Father. In Jesus' name. God, we pray for our pastor as he has gone through this year. Father, strengthen him and give him the strength and the courage and the faith and the trust, God, that he needs, Father. We ask you to open doors for him, Father, and shut those that, that may be open that he doesn't need to walk through also, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. Somebody say that with me. Say, out with the old, in with the new. One more time. Out with the old, in with the new. Amen. Whatever is new for us, whatever we need to embrace that is new, God, we plan to embrace it, and we hope that you would help us in 2023 to get rid of the old and start with something new. And one of the things that, that I would say that we can start with is just sin. And I'm not talking about saying you got to do better. Some of us know we need to do better. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying the stuff that you failed at yesterday, leave that in the past. Don't worry about the devil will always bring up what you couldn't do, what you didn't do, how you've been divorced two times, how you've been addicted. But don't let the devil talk to your mind about yesterday. You are moving forward. It's not about what you did or didn't do. It's about what Christ did. And so all you're going to do is you're going to move forward in God. And so when we say out with the old, we're saying whatever I didn't accomplish, whatever I didn't get, whatever I didn't do, and I'm not going to try to get it all fixed in January. Somebody be like, I'm going I'm to change. Or stop making a bunch of promises you can't keep. Just take it one day at a time and move forward. I'll give you one little story that I always like to share. It was a, a, a young, young, young fellow who grew up with an atheist father. And we don't know if this is a true story or just what we call a parable, but it's something I've heard for years. But he grew up with an atheist father. And at about the age of 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there, he was invited to go to church with his friend. He goes to church with his friend. He was touched by the Holy Spirit. And he gives his heart to the Lord. Very excited, very uh, exuberant, and he comes home and he tells his dad that he gave his heart to Jesus. And his dad, being an atheist, was not happy at all, and his dad told him, son, that was the dumbest thing you could have ever done in your life. There's no such thing as a God, no such thing as a Jesus, blah, blah, blah. He kind of put a damper on the young boy's parade 
But the young boy was quite persistent because he knew what he felt. And let me say this. Don't let anybody rob you of what you know. You believe what you want to believe, but this is a personal experience for me. And I felt something at the altar that you can't take away from me. But being a young man and being back in the time where you didn't talk back to mama and daddy, he was very respectful to his father and he was actually crushed and hurt that his dad didn't share the same excitement that he shared. So then he asked his dad a question. He was like, well, dad, do you think I could at least try to be a Christian for a month? And he says, son, Christianity is dumb. It's no such thing as a God or a Jesus. So no, you can't do it for a month because there's no such thing. But the son said, well, can I do it for a week? Dad gave him the same response. And being persistent, the son said, can I do it for a day? Dad gave him the same response. It's dumb, it's stupid, no such thing as it. You need to get this out of your head. And if I was an atheist father, I probably would be trying to get my son to believe what I believe. But the son said this. He said, well, Dad, can I do it for an hour? And the dad stopped and thought, but he's like, he didn't want to give him in. She said, no, you can't do it for an hour. Son said, can I do it for a minute? Dad said, no, you can't do it for a minute. There's no such thing, son. The son said, well, daddy, can I do it for one second? Can I be saved for one second? The father got tired of arguing. He said, yes, son, you could be saved for one second. He said, daddy, I'll do it one second. By one second, by one second, by one second, by one second, by one second. And I bring that up to bring this point. You're not going to fix everything in one month in 2023. But if you take it second by second, by second, by second, by second. And what happens if you fall over? Get up and take it second by second by second by second. What happens if you make a mistake? Get up and take it one second by one second by one second. And if you add enough seconds, well, let me say it this way. If you add enough moments together, you build something called momentum. Because hidden in the word momentum is the word moment. And yes, the outside world wants you to get it all together in one day. They want you to get off of drugs in one day. They want you to get it all fixed in one day. But I'm here to let you do it. No, do it moment by moment by moment. And you're going to put some momentum behind it. You may not get it all together real quick, but in a period of time, you can be what God has called you to be. And if you believe it, somebody shout amen. Amen. So I believe that was for somebody doing one moment at a time. One moment at a time. Nobody's perfect. So just take it a moment at a time. I can be perfect for a moment. I can be perfect for a second. And now I'm just going to put as many seconds and moments together, and I'm going to be the person that I need to be. And as my wife was praying for me to be, uh, to be strengthened, to be a better pastor and, and bear under the load that I have to bear, the same thing. You need somebody praying for you so that you can make those moments and make those seconds. You need somebody in your life. Some of us know it, if it wasn't for a praying grandmama, or a praying mama, a praying daddy, a praying granddaddy, a praying uncle, cousin that helped us make those moments and make those seconds. 
And I'm here to let you know, if you don't have nobody to pray for you, Deliverance Temple, we will pray for you so that you can put it together moment by moment and be the person that you need to be. Having said that, we're going to go ahead and move right into the word of God. We're going to, we normally do some confessions, but what we're going to do, we're going to do what we do, our vision statement. So would you go ahead and and bring it on, on the screen? And so we say this, we are part of Deliverance Temple. Where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, feed me your word. Now come on and put your hands together and make some more noise. Amen. For the advent of those who uh, who are new to the place or visiting, let me just explain our vision statement a little bit. So that L-O-V-E, it spells love, living our vision every day. And what we mean is connect with our creator continually. That's how we put the seconds together is we connect with our creator. In other words, we don't wait till we get in the building to connect with our creator. We just call out to him whenever we can, however we can, because it blesses us and it grows us. It expands us. Sometimes he corrects us. Sometimes he whoops us. Sometimes he loves on us. However, but we stay connected, continue. In other words, we stay plugged in. We're like this, this iPhone I got. And if you got an Android, I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. In the, I rebuke that Android spirit. No, I'm just playing But just like this iPhone, it loses power. So you have to connect to it to get that source flowing. So we connect with our creator continually because ain't none of us worth a dime without our father and without our savior. So we connect to our creator continually, but then we confess our deliverance consistently because even though we've connected to him, we still don't always get it right. So we confess that we're going to be what we need to be eventually. So we're honest. I got some stuff in my life that ain't altogether lovely, but I'm confessing that I'm going to be what I need to be. And that's why I go to Deliverance Temple. And I tell my church all the time, if you're perfect, you go to Perfect Temple. But folk who come to Deliverance Temple, they're some folk that got some issues. But we confess that God is delivering us from our issues. He's working on us. He's getting us to where we need to be. And then from that, then we commit to serve creatively. In other words, we call this a church service. But what a lot of Christians do, they just come into church to serve. But we want to serve creatively. Actually, we want to get out of the building and serve out there. Because what good does it do for us to connect to our creator and then we can't talk to you when we're out there in the street? We turn our nose up at people out there. No, we need to serve you where you are. If you're addicted, we plan on serving you where you are because we've been addicted to. We know what it's like. So we're not here to laugh at you, look down at you. We're here to do life with you where you are. So we commit to serve creatively, whether it is getting on board, serving, giving, whatever we do. We try to do it in a creative way and not just be those twiddle our thumbs till we get to heaven. Christians, we actually want to be of service. Now, Deliverance Temple, I'm telling folk what y'all supposed to be doing. So if y'all ain't doing it, it's going to make y'all look bad. And then our final one is we communicate Christ's love compassionately. So at the end of the day, we're trying to take that love 
and extend it to others in a manner of compassion in the way that Jesus did. Because the Bible says Jesus was moved with compassion. And, and for me, it's been quite challenging the last couple of years because there's been so much loss. And my heart breaks so much for people who are grieving, especially losing my own father. I know another level of how that feels. And so it's made me a whole lot more emotional. And I'm okay with that because I want to compassionately love people. I don't want to ever get so cold that I don't break when other people break. That I don't hurt when other people hurt. That I don't cry when other people are crying. So when you're going through something and you lose a loved one and your your loved one ends up in jail, I hope I'm not the one that's on Facebook where they shouldn't have been doing such and such. That's not the time to be doing all that typing. It's the time to show compassion to people. Because life is hard. It's hard out there. It's hard out there. There and it's hard in here. It's hard. So we need people who have compassion and show love. And we're trying to be those people. We're not perfect, but we're trying to be the type of people who do that and communicate Christ's love compassionately. All right, having said that, let's roll into the word of God. I don't have a whole lot, so I'm actually trying to give a little extra so we can get to that that 11.55 times. So that gives me 35 minutes to do this, and I'm sure I can do it under Maybe over, but we're going to make sure they're going to hit me with that wrap it up music at 1155. I promise. All right. So let me give you the title for today or tonight. It's this delayed. But delivered. Delayed. But delivered. And I bring that up because I grew up in a time where New Year's Eve service or watch night, the preacher always had to have a catchy tune. To make sure you felt like 2023 is going to be your year. If I meet another pastor to tell me this is going to be my year, I might punch him in the face. Because what happens when it's not my year? What happens when things are delayed? And for me personally, ever since the new decade hit, when 2020 hit, I was expecting all of these grand things to happen in the earth as related to God's children. But we've suffered just like the world has suffered. And there's a lot of dreams that we've had that's been delayed. There's a lot of loved ones you thought was going to be saved, is not saved. There's some people that you thought that, some relationships you thought that was going to work that didn't work. And it, sometimes it looks like God is delaying working on your behalf. Now, because we understand what Jesus done on the cross, God don't have to do anything for us for us to serve him. He don't have to bless us for us to serve him. He don't have to heal us for us to serve him. He don't have to give us a job, a house, a car for us to serve him. He don't have to do any of that. He's already done enough on Calvary. But since we're human, it would be nice if we had a breakthrough every now and then. It would be nice if things turned in our favor every now and then. It'd be nice if that racist boss got fired so you wouldn't have to deal with him every day. Or deal with her every day. It'd be nice if your husband would act right so you ain't got to look at his ugly self every single day. It'd be nice if your wife act like right. And so we pray and ask God for many things. And sometimes those things are simply delayed. I'm not saying they're denied. But they get delayed. And when they get delayed for a while. See, I, I, I got faith for a week. I got faith for two weeks. But that third month, it's like, whew, 
I know you're up there talking about I'm putting the praise on it, but I'm tired of putting the praise on stuff that don't never show up. I'm, I just want to be real to, to any Christians that, that you've asked for some stuff that still hasn't showed up. But you're wise enough and mature enough to know that God doesn't have to do anything for you. But, but as a human, God, I need a breakthrough. Just one. I don't need a whole bunch of just one. But many times it seems like those things are delayed. But God told me to tell you, delay, but deliver. In other words, the but, we've talked about it, the but is a conjunctive word. And what the but does, it has a way of canceling out what is previously there before. So if I was to say to my mother, oh, you look good, mama, but your breath stank. Unfortunately, what comes after the but is what she will remember the most. And what I need you to understand is because of what God has already done, I need to let you know you are already delivered. Even though it's delayed, I want to throw a butt in there and let you know that God is still in the delivering business. He's still in the miracle working business. Even though it didn't happen for you previously, doesn't mean God still can't do it. Doesn't mean God still is not on the scene. Doesn't mean that God still is not the one who sits on the throne and sits high and looks low. Doesn't mean he's still not a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper. So what I need you to do, moving into this new year, I'm not going to promise you anything, but I want you to hold on to your faith. Because even though some things have been delayed, I'm here to let you know you're still delivered. Having said that, let, let, me, let me give us a definition of delay. It's, number one, make someone or something late or slow. Doesn't mean it's canceled altogether, and we live in cancel culture. Now, I'm not saying God is canceling things, but some things have been made late or slow. Number two, a period of time by which something is late or postponed or postponed. Let's look at some delay synonyms. So some of us will understand it. Hold up. Keep back. Slow up. Slow down. Set back. Bog down. Hinder. Hamper. Impede. Or obstruct. Now, let, let, me, let me make it past tense. And go ahead and make it transparent so that our online audience can see it. Uh, have you had any things that seem like they're held up, been kept back, been slowed up, been slowed down, set back, bogged down, hindered, hampered, impeded, or obstructed? I don't have to wait for you to answer. I can answer for you. Yes, you have. Yes, we have. But I'm reminded of something that happened in Daniel where the Bible says Daniel prayed for something on one day. And it took 21 days for the answer to come. And then an angel came to Daniel and said, the moment you pray, God answered. But there was, and he said, a prince of Persia, which meant there's actually demonic power in the heavenlies that was resisting me from bringing the answer. And he said, I had to go back and bring reinforcements. So what I need you to understand is the delay is not really on God's end. The delay is the demonic forces that are in the region, the Muncie region. And when I talk about Muncie, Muncie is plagued with mediocrity. 
And that's why whenever you try to rise, it's something about this city that tries to pull you back down. Whether it's your friends, your people, folk on Facebook, just try to do something good and grand and find out how much demonic pressure there is. But what I want you to do is hold on because even though it's delayed, it's about to be delivered. Not promising you it's going to happen in 2023, but I want you to hold on to things that God has promised you, that you know God has said, that you know God is doing and God is working. He's not the one holding it back. There's been pressure. There's been demonic pressure. There's been demons. But I'm here to let you know you're in the right place at the right time, and God is not going to let you suffer forever. I like to say it this way. You're not going to be depressed forever. You're not going to be sick forever. You're not going to be broke forever. You're not going to be crying forever. You're not going to be slipping back forever. You won't be addicted forever because I know the delivering God and God is partnering with his people to bring us to the places that he's promised. Now if you're doing stuff on your own, God has no responsibility to take you places that he never said that you're supposed to go. So if you are 75 and you're saying, I want to be an astronaut, God, uh, that may be a little bit uh, far-fetched. But I'm talking about the things that God has kept up before you. Some of y'all, you kept, kept, it kept bumping into you, your mind. Go back to school. Go back to school. Go back to school. And all these things got in your way. I'm here to let you know, this year, try it. Step out in there, do it, because God's going to partner with you. And every demon that's been stacking up against you, they ain't going nowhere. They still going to do what they're supposed to do because that's their job. But I hear God say he's calling in reinforcements to help on your behalf. All right, in order to, to, to share this, I'm only going to go to a few scriptures, but I'm actually going to share some stories. So, so put this up. Let's uh, paint this picture this way. So... Two travel stories. I just recently traveled, and I figured these travel stories can help you with what I'm sharing with you. So, Because I want you to embrace whatever it is that God is doing with you. And remember, I'm saying what God is doing with you. And for some of y'all, you're not partnering with God. And this would be a good year to say, I'm going to partner with you, God, so God can bless it. Bless your business, bless your marriage, bless whatever. It's a good idea to partner with God. So I want to give you a couple of travel stories. The first one is going to be my own personal story, something that happened with me and my family that, that I found quite interesting. And so I, I want to call this delayed, disturbed, but delivered. I'm, gonna, I'm adding a word in there, adding the word disturbed. So delayed, disturbed, but deliver. Say that with me. Say delayed, disturbed, but delivered. So we were in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were flying back home on Wednesday of this week. We were, we, we were with my, uh, my brother, my mother, my sister, my other brother, and my nieces, and uh, you know the cousins. We were just all together. And so we were flying back home, and we were supposed to get on the plane at... Uh, I believe we're supposed to board the plane at 2.08, and the plane was supposed to take off at 2.48. And as we were approaching the airport, my wife gets a notification that says the plane has been delayed. But it was only delayed till 3 p. 
p.m. So it was really only delayed 12 minutes. wasn't bad. And, and we were flying Delta, which we fly uh, most of the time. And people who've been flying Southwest, they had all kinds of flights canceled and a lot of stuff going on. So I was glad that we were only delayed 12 minutes. But as we got to our gate, it was longer than 12 minutes. By at 3.15, which the plane was supposed to leave at 3, at 3.15, the other plane hadn't even got to the gate yet. And so the, they, they got to the gate, and then people had to get off. Then they had to clean the plane, and then we got on. But then after that, it took us a while to leave. Normally, I would be disturbed, but there's nothing I can do. I can't fly the plane. I didn't really have nowhere to be. I have Thursday off. I had to do a funeral Friday. So as long as I was home by Thursday, I was okay. So I decided I was just going to rest because there's nothing I can do about it. I can fuss and cuss and be mad, but it wasn't going to change a thing. I was just delayed. So I got in my seat. I put my little earphones in my ear, and I just relaxed. And I noticed we still sitting on the tarmac. We ain't gone nowhere yet. Finally, we get in there. But something happened that I had never heard happen before. The pilot comes on, and the pilot begins to talk, and the pilot says, I apologize for what happened. He said, there's no reason why the Charlotte people should have done X, Y, Z. He totally threw them under the bus. He basically said, we should have left a long time ago, and it's not your fault. And I apologize. So even though I was not disturbed, the pilot was disturbed. And the pilot says, I'm going to do my very best to make up time. Because many of y'all have connecting flights that you have to make it to. So I'm going to do what I can to make up time. And I'm sitting there and I don't care what you do because I can't do nothing either way. So I'm just going to relax and rest. But I noticed the plane was moving kind of fast in the sky. And when we hit the ground, we hit the ground. Boom, we was moving, hitting the ground. And he did it. He actually made up time. We got off of our plane in Charlotte and made our uh, connecting flight. We had to get to the gate. But when we got to the gate of the connecting flight, they were boarding that flight on the flight from Atlanta to Indianapolis. So what they let me understand is that even though we were delayed, we showed up right on time. But here's the thing. I wasn't disturbed, but the one who was in control got disturbed. And the only one who could have made up time got disturbed and said, I don't like that the people have been delayed, so I'm about to put my foot in this thing. And what I'm trying to let you know is, yes, You've been delayed, and there's no need in you getting disturbed, but the only one in control of your life has gotten a little upset. And he's throwing the demons under the bus, and he's saying, I know it's not your fault, but I'm about to make up time in your life. Yeah, you've been addicted a long time, but I'm about to step in and make up time in your life. And when you show up to your next stop, you won't be behind. You won't be delayed, but you're going to be right on time. Some of y'all, your, your, your relationships ain't worked out this year. Thought you would have been married by now. 
Thought you would have walked down the aisle by now. But whenever he or her show up, it's going to be right on time. Because God doesn't got disturbed at what you're going through and what you got to do. You got to learn how to trust him. You got to be like me. Just sit in your seat, buckle your seatbelt up, and just ride it out. Ride it out. God, do whatever you got to do. I'm not in control. You're in control. I can't do it. I can't fix it. I can't make it work. I can't bless myself. I can't heal myself. I can't fix none of my relationships. So, God, I'm going to rest in you, and I'm going to ride it out. And, God, since you're disturbed, I'm going to let you do what only you can do. So, God, do it. So, I'm going to let you know that God's going to do it. Somebody say, God's going to do it. He's going to do it his way. He's going to do it his time. But God's going to do it. And another reason why God is going to do it is so that you don't give credit to anybody but God. When we got to Atlanta, I didn't say, Devin, you sure did a good job on that plane. No, I realized this was nothing but the pilot. I don't know how he did what he did. I don't know how we were 45 minutes late and arrived 10 minutes ahead of time. He did something in the sky that I don't understand. Well, there's a God that sits in the sky doing some stuff that you don't understand. And even though you've been delayed, God done got disturbed. And he about to accelerate some stuff in your life on your behalf for your favor. Not for you to get the credit so God can get the credit. One of my favorite scriptures says this, way, says, this is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. I really believe that God is going to do some stuff for our city. Because we're one of those cities that so much stuff has exited. When the industries left, we went through a rough time. And when God blesses, it's not going to be said that, well, it was Pastor Draper that did it. Or Pastor Andre that did it. Or Pastor State that did it. Or another pastor that did it. Or it was Ball State that did it. Or it was Ivy Tech that did it. It's going to be, God, this was Mark. This was the Lord's doing. I don't know how you worked it out in our favor. I don't know how you fixed the addictions in our city. I don't know how you did it. But God, you're going to do it. And we're going to give you all the credit. Because it's out of our control. And I'm looking for God to do some stuff in our city. I'm looking for some of that racism to crumble in our city. I'm looking for some of that oppression to crumble in our city. I'm looking for some of the depression to crumble in our city and us to be able to say it was God that did it. And hopefully we see some of it not in 2027, but in 2023. I want to see God do some stuff in our family. Now, if it don't happen next year, I'm going to hold on to the next year and the next year. But I do believe that God is saying he's disturbed. He's more disturbed about the delay than we are. So let's rest in him and God can still deliver. All right, let's let's move to uh, uh, just a few scriptures. Proverbs 20, 22. And I use that specifically for the fact that we are still in 2022. And this is what it says. It says, say not thou, I will recompense evil. But wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. In other words, some of the delays wasn't your fault. And you know who fault it was. It was some folk in your life. But you don't have time 
to go and pick a fight with everybody that done done you wrong in 2022. Some of y'all still, go ahead and put the camera on me so, that, so my online people can see it too. Some of y'all still mad about stuff that happened in 2002. You got to let some of that stuff go. Not because it didn't happen to you, but because for what you need to receive, you can't be holding a whole bunch of bitterness. You're going to have to let something go to get what God has for you. So don't say in your heart, I'm going to get them. They're going to get I can't wait to type a 2023 post on Facebook for all my haters. Stop worrying about your haters. Because it's not like your haters going to be honest and tell you that they was hating. Because what haters do, they like and love your post anyway. You don't know who hated and who not. Stop living for folk that don't matter. Live for God and God's purposes on your life. Ooh, I can't wait to stunt on these people. Well, you are stunted in your thinking. Don't worry about nobody else, but go where God wants you to go. Be what God wants you to be, and don't worry about, about it, because guess what? When God get good and ready and get good and disturbed, you don't have to worry about whoever is against you, because God will fight for his people. And we do live in a city that they'll, they'll lie on you in a heartbeat. They'll make up stuff. They'll pass rumors on about you. But what I've learned, you got to just keep on living. Keep on living and let God do it. And it's easier said than done. It's easy in church to talk about how you're not going to worry about this person and that person. But David said it this way. He said, if it was one of my enemies, I could have handled it. I'm paraphrasing. He said, but it was somebody close to me. It was a confidence. The problem is, I understand a hater hating on me, but I don't understand my family, somebody I grew up with, my ace, boom, coon, my homie, my dog. I didn't think you would do me like that. And let me let you know, the higher you go, the smaller it gets. It's folk that tell you, I'm with you all the way, as long as you're still making what they make. I'm with you all the way as long as you have a degree just like they degree. But when you have a little more letters behind your name, some folks check out on you. But don't worry about who check out on you because this is what I've learned in flying planes. When you get to certain altitudes, everybody can't hang on. Everybody can't hang on at certain altitudes. And you only cruise when you get to a certain altitude. So God is trying to press you in another atmosphere. And it's some folk in your life that just can't go. You, you hear people talking about, I got to cut so-and-so off. I gotta, don't worry about cutting folk off. Just keep rising high. Folk will fall off. They cannot hold on to you the higher you go. So don't worry about who did you wrong, including yourself. Because sometimes your biggest enemy is your enemy. And I know I done messed myself up. I know I done backed out of some stuff I shouldn't have. I got close to it and I got scared. And some of us, we deal with self-sabotage. We get close to something and we mess it up. But Andre, you not messing it up this time. God's going to take me. God's going to elevate me. And God's going to take me where I need to go. Vengeance is the Lord's. Let's, let's move to just a few other scriptures. Uh, Psalms 20 and 6 says this, 
Now this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. All right, let, let me pause and share something really quick with you. In the, uh, in, in the old scriptures, they use the word anointed. It it's, comes from a Hebrew term. It actually means to be smeared on, painted on. But it was the way of saying that God's hand was on somebody's life. They was anointed. But the idea that they used for the anointing, they, they would, uh, there's two major things they use. They would use the olive, uh, where you get the oil out of the olive, or they would use the grape, where you get the wine out of the grape. The only way to get the oil out of the olive, it has to be crushed. The only way you get the wine out of the grape, it has to be crushed. So somebody says, I, I don't know if I'm anointed. I can let you know if you're anointed. Have you ever been crushed? Have you ever been broken? Have you ever been ripped from the inside out? Have you ever had life just run over you like a mat truck? Sometimes it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's to produce the anointing in you. Because the broken people make the best healers. It, 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 when you've been broken, that's how God shows you how to be to somebody else. I, and I got to tell this story. I tell it all the time, and I love it. I'm going to make it really quick. But there were these two identical, beautiful vases that were going to the art auction. And they were sold. At, they were supposed to be sold as a pair. Beautiful vases. But in the transition from one place to the art auction, one of the vases broke and shattered. And they glued it back together, but it just wasn't as pretty as the other vase. The unbroken vase was too pretty. So they said, we cannot sell them as a pair because the, the beautiful vase and the broken vase, when they're side by side, they just don't look good. So they put the one vase up front, put the other vase in the back in the clearance section. But somebody dropped a candle in the broken vase. And every place that vase was broken, light began to shine out. And then when it came to the auction, the broken vase ended up going for much more money than the perfect vase because every place that it was broken, it shined and it was beautiful. And I'm here to let you know God's going to shine through all your broken places and all your broken pieces. Listen, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. And Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty back together again. But the problem was they wasn't like Tamil the man. They tried the king's horses and they tried the king's men, but no one said, take me to the king. Well, when you get to the king, he puts you back together again and he puts his life down in your body down in your spirit, and you shine like a light. So don't worry if you're crushed. Don't worry if you're broken, because you just might be anointed for this hour and for this time. So having said that, now let's go back to verse 6. Now this I know, the Lord gives victory to his anointed, to his broken folk. He answers from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Look at verse 7. This is a famous scripture. It says this way. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. If you know anything for 2023, I need you to understand, don't trust in the Democrats, don't trust in the Republicans, don't trust in the blunts you got in your car, but trust in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into and they are safe. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know who's on my side. I know who fights for me. God is on my side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? In 2023, I'm trusting not in my education, not in my bank account. I'm trusting in the name of the Lord. Name of the Lord. All right, moving right along. It gives me, gives me nine minutes moving right along. So let me go to my sister's story. So here's my sister's story. Let's, let's put this up. I'm going to call this, my sister Kelly, I'm going to call this deny. Delayed, but delivered. So say that with me. Say deny, delayed, but delivered. So here's, here's Kelly's story. Kelly was supposed to fly out on the 23rd, Friday the 23rd. And she was supposed to arrive in Charlotte on Friday the 23rd. Because there's another word that I didn't say, which I will say later. It's another D word. But she was supposed to fly out on 23rd and land on the 23rd. Well, the snow, snowstorm comes through the town. The blizzard that hit many places and didn't hit us as bad as it should, but it grounded her plane. So she could no longer fly. So now she's been denied. But not only has she been denied, they pushed her flight back to Sunday, and now she's denied and she's delayed. So what was interesting is my family, we didn't tell anybody but my brother and my sister-in-law, that we were coming to meet them in Charlotte. So it was supposed to be a surprise. We weren't telling anybody that we were coming. So nobody knew we were coming, but we had got our flights, and we were supposed to fly out on Christmas Day, Sunday, Christmas Day. She's supposed to fly out on the 23rd. But they pushed her back to Christmas Day. Now, we are supposed to fly out at 6 a.m. She's supposed to fly out at 8 a.m. She booked her tickets a long time before we did, she was supposed to fly out before we did, and now we are ahead of her. We're flying out at 6. She's flying out at 8. And it's no fault on her own. She was denied, and she was delayed. But here's the word I didn't use for her that I want to throw in there. She had what they call a direct flight. We had a flight that had a layover. So even though we were ahead of her, and got in front of her and uh, took off before her, she arrived before we did because we had a layover. In other words, we had a stop. And I bring that up to say this. There's some people right now that are in front of you. They've taken off in front of you. They, they, they're not, they don't have as much integrity as you, but their business is doing better than you. There's some people who done got married before you and they're not uh, abstaining like you abstaining. There, there's some folk that are in front of you and they're laughing at you, but what they don't know is you got a direct flight. And even though you're ahead of me now, I'm not tripping about everybody that's in head, ahead of me because I'm flying with the one that can give me a direct shot. And what you'll find out, there are some people, there are some Christians, they are like the tortoise and the hare, or the rabbit and the turtle. The problem with the rabbit, who was the faster of the two, some of y'all, y'all, y'all turtles, life don't move fast for you. You get everything real slow. 
And everybody else around you, they just seem like they, they run and knock everything down. But the problem with the rabbit is he didn't judge his success based on the finish line. He judged his success on the turtle. So once he realized he was ahead of the turtle, he took a layover. He went and rested. And there's some people in front of you, but the problem is instead of looking at the finish line, they're looking at you. And they're laughing at you because they're ahead of you. They're faster than you. Their business is doing better than you. Their marriage is quicker than yours. But here's the thing about it. They don't understand. They about to have a layover. They about to have a stop. And the reason why they're going to have a stop, not because God doesn't love them, but they're too prideful. And prideful people don't know how to handle a finish line. So he got to put some people on the sidelines and stop them and let you turtle folks move on ahead of them. And I'm here to let you know some of y'all about to get a leapfrog anointing. You about to jump over some folk and jump over some stuff. Why? Because you got a direct flight. And what God is doing in your life, can't nobody block it. Can't nobody stop it. What God has for me. It is for me. You might be laughing at me now, but look at me later. I'm going somewhere with God. I'm going to move with God. I'm going to be with God. I'm going to be just what God said I am. Yes, I was denied. Yes, I was delayed, but I got a direct flight with the Holy Ghost. And when God breathes on my marriage, when God breathes on my business, when God breathes on my schooling, when God breathes on my children, when God breathes on me, I'm about to advance for the kingdom of God. So I, I would I would suggest every one of us who believe in God, this is the only finish line you got. Stop looking at your fellow Christian. Well, I'm doing better than her. That, that ain't none of your business. Your business is this. And you keep lining up with this and let God do it. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach for the things that are before. In other words, I'm trying to set myself on one target. I got a, a, another scripture I, I want to read, and this will help us. It goes with the last one, uh, the first one that I read. So the first one was, I believe Proverbs 20, 22. Now we're going to use a 2023 20, scripture. But they basically say similar things. John 20, 23. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Let me say this to you. Yes, you're the turtle, but you don't have time to have a grudge with the rabbit. Yeah, he laughed at you. Yeah, he talked about you. But you, listen. What God is doing in your life, you ain't got time. Forgive everything. Because here's the thing. Those people are behind you. Why are you low and fuss with folk that are behind you? Let it go. Keep on moving forward. Somebody say, keep on moving forward. Out with the old. In with the new. God, help us to forgive everything we need to forgive. Let go of everything and everybody that hurt us. Because guess what else I know? And they'll tell you this when you get to the airport. If your bag is too heavy, you can't fly with that. You can't fly with that. You, you, you ever seen somebody come to the airport check-in with an elephant, carrying an elephant, and said, I want the elephant to go on the flight with me? They said, no, you can't do that. 
It, it don't work like that. And from what I understand, it, it's, it's, it's like 50 pounds for a bag. And even the more weight you have, the more you got to pay. So in this new year, you don't need a bunch of junk and unforgiveness from 2022. You need to let it go. It costs you too much to hold a grudge. It costs you too much to be bitter. Let it go like frozen. Let it go so I can get on my direct flight. Fly where I need to be. Last thing I, I need to say, because we're getting ready in that, that uh, getting ready to hit that fifty-five. Last thing I need to say: this, we decided to not fly with bags. We decided to fly with just carry-on. So when the plane lands, we didn't have to go to baggage claim. Let me tell you something. In 2023, you need to get out of baggage claim. There's some stuff that you, you got a whole bunch of baggage from 2022. You don't need to pick it up. No, you need to fly light this next trip because where God is taking you, you, God needs to get all the glory and all the praise. Come on, put it all up on the screen. Delayed, but delivered. Come on, let's stand to our feet. What we're going to do, we're going to take some time to pray. And as soon as we hit that hour, I'm going to keep praying. We're going to hit that, that moment, and then we're going to count down to that uh, 12 o'clock time. But I do believe, I, I, like, like I said, I'm not promising you nothing's going to happen great for you in 2023. Don't come back trying to beat me up. But I do believe if you really lock into God, God is going to take your delays and make them mean something in your life. And you're still going to be delivered. And you're going to be there right on time. Go ahead and bring the music up just a little bit. Not that much. Just a little bit. Yeah. Take, take it down. Take it down just a little bit more. That's perfect. Let, let me share this one thing. I have three kids. Ages 14. 13 and 9 and it took me and my wife 8 years to have children 8 years total of 3 miscarriages to have the 3 children that we have so we were delayed but I realized I was a much better parent when they actually showed up because even though I was delayed I really wasn't denied and my babies came and I'm so grateful and we have a beautiful family and so it took me a while to get there. So there's some stuff in your life that's taking you a while to get to. But once you get to it, you're going to realize you are right on time. God knows exactly what he's doing in your life. You'll be right on time. So suffer through what you got to suffer through so God can bless you with what he needs to bless you with. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father God, as we close out this year, dealing with the delays that we faced in our life, but understanding you have been disturbed more about than us, and God, you're putting us on direct flights to take us where we need to go. God, help us get rid of the baggage, get rid of the issues, get rid of the trouble, and God, help us to go where we need to go. God, we actually bury this year, 2022, we bury it in the past. We thank you for all you've done, but we bury it in the past. And God, we ask that the new 2023 is resurrected in our future. 
Thank God, let us be able to look back and say, God, what you did, it was marvelous in our eyes. We couldn't do it by ourselves. We couldn't do it on our own. But with your help, we did it. In Jesus' name, amen. What I want you to do, we're going to do one other, one other prayer. Just find somebody close to you and turn to them. Maybe point in their direction, maybe two or three of you. And we're just going to pray over each other. I'll lead us, but whatever you feel like saying over your fellow person, you can say. God, the people we're pointing at and the people that we're touching and the people that we're close to, God, I'm asking you to move in their lives. God, I'm asking you to preserve them. Don't let none of them die in 2023. God, preserve their life and God, elevate them and take them where they need to be. Let them get closer to you in this next year, God. Let them drop anything that's hurting them and go where they need to go. And God, let all the glory and all the praise go to you. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How about somebody just give a shout of praise? Hallelujah. I may have been delayed, but I'm going to be delivered. Hallelujah. we got a minute and 20 seconds. Just greet your neighbor, talk to him, and then we'll count down. Praise the Lord. We love everybody here. Thank you for spending Deliverance Simple with us. Spending your New Year's with us. At 30 seconds, we, we're going to all count down at 30 seconds. So we're getting close. Online audience, we love you. Thanks for tuning in with us. We appreciate you. All right, everybody, let's do this together. Go ahead, turn it up. 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, 20, 